It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. How good is sport? Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. It is Wednesday morning, the 21st of June, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew in the chair for the course of the next hour, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736, all before breakfast with Vossi. And James Magnus in the missile in Sydney, Pat and Heels in Queensland after 6 a.m. And what a morning it is, and what a night it will be. What a day of sport we've got at the very start of the day and the very end of the day. If you're just switching the radio on and you would have just heard our wonderful cricket coverage wrap up over there in Birmingham, Australia have taken a 1 0 lead in the Ashes thanks to Nathan Lyon and Pat Cummins, a 55 run partnership, and they have won the match by two wickets. Came down. Uh, to the, really the last few overs. And it looked like when I switched it on at about quarter past three, ten past three this morning, Australia were eight down. Alex Carey had just been dismissed by Joe Root. And I thought uh, it looked like England were on top. But Pat Cummins in particular, Nathan Lyon did well as well, steering Australia towards a remarkable victory. So they take a 1-0 lead. We will get to the Ashes. That will be our main focus over the course of the next 10 or so minutes as we wrap up an amazing first test in England. Origin tonight as well. That is coming up. Uh, must win for New South Wales, isn't it? Queensland winning, leading the series 1-0. We'll preview that. Charles Goodsir will be with me. And we'll cross to Melbourne as well and speak to the fill-in host of Tradies News in Melbourne, William van der Durden, as well, uh, in around about half an hour's time. But plenty to get through. Want to hear from you. Really, your first chance. If you've been up all night watching the cricket, listening to the cricket here on SEN, your first chance to have your say on what was a remarkable ending to a remarkable first test. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 our open line number. Or you can text 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Reem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. If you are just switching the radio on, if you've been asleep and you've just switched the radio on, uh, getting ready to head to work, maybe you're already at work, this was the winning moment that Australia took the Ashes, first Ashes test and the lead 1-0. So Cummins on 40, just three to go. Big gap on the offside. Robertson to him here. He rides the bounce again in defence. He's in no hurry. He needn't be. Could be a single. Huge gap through the offside. Robertson to Cummins. Steers it down. The third man. It's got plenty on it. Will it reach the rope? They'll get at least a couple. Dive in. It's four runs. No. It's knocked no. over the boundary rope. <laughs> Pat Cummins drops his bat and helmet and wheels away in celebration. As he should. Australia. <laughs> where they fell two runs short on this ground in 2005 due to a stunning unbeaten stand of 55 here this afternoon for the ninth wicket. Cummins and Lyon have led Australia to one of their greatest Ashes victories by two wickets. Cummins not out 44. 
Adam Collins, in commentary, he referenced that 2005 test match. I have to say, well, when I was watching it, uh, caught the last hour or so of play, I was worried it was going to be a repeat of what we saw in 2005. But a fantastic innings by Pat Cummins. Well done as well to Nathan Lyon. As I say, they combined for a 55-run partnership managed to get Australia to that 281-run target. It was Australia's highest successful fourth innings run chase in England since 1948. Usman Khawaja also got a half century. but uh, And, of course, the morning session was all washed out. Rain washed that out. But it has to be said, when Alex Carey was out, uh, Joe Root took his wicket. They still needed 55 more runs. I think a lot of people were questioning whether Australia could do it. But what a match. Uh, we'll hear from Pat Cummins in a second, Usman Kawaja. But let's go to the open line. Really want to hear from you over the course of the next hour. one 300 Some text there already. 0457-736-736. Tim is on the line. Morning, mate. Oh, very, very bleary. Good morning. But <laughs> wow. Um, I, uh, I'm going to be tired today, but I won't regret watching that. I, I remember, again, like everyone, 05 and mm. just how deflating that was. But that was just awesome. And Ollie Robertson being the last bowler, <laughs> I mean, I don't have to say it, but we all know where he can go. Yes. Uh, yes. See you later, mate. Uh, you know, after all that lift to, as they say, probably the nicest cricketer you know, in, in the game. Uh, but, mate, yeah, wow. I, I don't regret being up early for that one. I'll tell you what, mate. Did you stay up the whole night or did you set your alarm early? No, I just set the alarm early. Unfortunately, I'm already at work, <laughs> so I had to get up early, but I just set it an extra hour. So I, 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 I turned it on. I thought, what's happened? And I saw we were still in. But I tell you what, the anxiety levels, mm. oh, mate. I had to hide under my pillow a few times. <laughs> yeah, it was an amazing finish. And that they just seemed to enjoy it, Pat Cummins, Nathan Lyon. At one point when I think there was about, what, nine or ten runs remaining, they were almost laughing, having a laugh uh, there. It was great to see. And and just before I let you go, Tim, a great win by Australia. But what a series we've got ahead of us, if that is any indication for the next four test matches. Oh, absolutely, yeah. See you later, Basball. It doesn't beat good cricket. Uh, it is great, Tim. Thank you, mate. Uh, keep listing. Call anytime, mate. Enjoy the day. Thanks, buddy. Will do. And you can join Tim on the open line if you have been up all night. And I'm sure there have been some people up all night. one 1170 or 0457 Rooster Man on the text says, Dan, I don't want to go to work. Can I take the day off? It's only Brandy that lets people uh, take days off. And he's not here today. He's a bit busy today. Uh, been up since 3 AM watching. Yep, know the feeling. I had it on the radio on SEN overnight and was waking up every now and again, heard the score, and then uh, my alarm didn't go off. I just woke up naturally, switched it on uh, on the radio, and then I thought I'll put it on the TV and just just amazing. Your thoughts on that? Uh, thrilling finishes of all time as well because that is one of the thrilling finishes. Do you have another one? 2005 Ashes, obviously. 0457 736 736 or one 1170 Australia taking a 1-0 lead. Pat Cummins was interviewed not long after the match in the post-match presentation. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. Pat, many congratulations. That's a nice sight for you, a word for your supporters. Oh, they've been huge all week. Uh, I think they've been outnumbered. Uh, us Aussies aren't great at chants and songs, but they stuck in there. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone. Been brilliant. 72 to win, I think, when you came to the crease. Uh, how strongly did you rate your chances at that point? 
Uh, honestly, pretty good. Um, you know, that wicket didn't have too many deems in it for a day five wicket. Um, Kez was batting nicely down there, so um, yeah, I thought it was well within grasp. Um, and Nathan Lyon, that, when he popped that one over mid on for four, what did you say to him then? I said nothing. I looked at him and then he walked past and he just looked down and said, nice shot, Gary. So I think he was pretty happy with it. <laughs> Let's go back to some of the tactics. It's been an interesting talking point, the contrasting styles uh, between the two teams. England playing a more aggressive game, uh, Australia less so. But do you feel that vindication has come in the end? Uh, yeah, not too sure. You know, I think both teams spoke a lot about playing your own style before the game. And I think it's just one of the beauties of the series, totally contrasting styles. I think we both play to our strengths. And um, yeah, you don't necessarily know which style is better, but it's, uh, it makes for a good, good entertainment. Wanted to pick out performances of a couple of your players. Usman Khawaja, obviously, who's just picked up uh, the player of the match award. He was quite outstanding both innings. Yeah, he was. Um, incredible in composure, you know, both innings. Um, just, you know, played at his own pace, played his own method, didn't get caught up in everything else. And um, just being, a, you know, a class player the last couple of years and to for, for have someone like that out in the middle that we could all bat around, um, yeah, just really, uh, really happy for him. And was that the plan before today for him to kind of play at his own pace and everybody to bat around him? Uh, the plan was for everyone to bat at their own pace. Um, you know, obviously having a big first innings um, himself, I think he you know, had a good uh, feel for the wicket, but um, yeah, everyone chipped in, everyone played their little role. Um, yeah, I was happy to have my pads on up there doing a crossword with the other boys, but unfortunately I had to go out there. Um, and we talked about Nathan Lyons batting, but his bowling was significant for you and you would have been in trouble without him in the first innings when he held up an end on a first day with not much help. Absolutely, he's huge. Um, both innings, you basically just put him down one end and you forget about him. He takes key wickets. Um, no, he's, he's just an absolute superstar. He's played, I think, 120 tests. He's just calm. He goes about his work. He's a captain's dream. Um, and does this win make up, in some respects, for that agonising defeat at Headingley four years ago? No idea what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Many congratulations to you and your team. Thanks very much. Cheers. Pat Cummins post-match after a remarkable innings by him and Nathan Lyon. Australia take a 1-0 lead. He did mention Usman Khawaja there as well. 65 uh, Usman Khawaja made in the second innings. Well done to him. Uh, man of the match quite clearly after his first innings as well. But an important part, David Warner, 36. We know he was out yesterday. Uh, Scott Boland made 20 uh, coming in as the night watchman. Cameron Green, 28. Alex Carey, 20. Pat Cummins, though, not out. 44, the hero. Nathan Lyon also there, 16. Back to the open line, one 1170 Chris from Rose Bay. Morning, Chris. Uh, morning, Dan. I tell you what, yeah. No, I watched it all. Um, Good man. Engrossing, a fantastic test match. Uh, I thought Cummings himself, Pat Cummings, what a brilliant cricketer. Um, you know, you had Usman, you had... Uh, Lions had played the fantastic test. Joe Root for England, of course, was brilliant. We mm. saw a brilliant test match. I do want to talk about basketball. Yep, I, go for it. I, I, I just want to go back to the decision to declare on the first night when Joe Root was about 118 not out and seeing it like a, a medicine ball. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think um, if they knocked off another 30 or 40 runs there... <laughs> It might have been more advantageous for England. I was amazed they declared. I mean, we came in for four overs and what none for fourteen or something. Mm. But um, and also, I was looking at the. Well, I was just looking at the scorecard. Our bowlers were a lot fresher because of baseball. Like mm. 
In the first innings, they declared after 78 overs, and we only bowled 66 overs in the second innings. You look at the English bowlers, even though we batted slower, I mean, some of those those bowlers were cooked already. It's hard to see in the next test that there aren't going to be at least two changes to their bowling attack because, I mean, Moen Ali, obviously, yeah. was, and, and that, was, that was a gamble that didn't pay off. You've got, like, Stokes, who's basically a part-time bowler now. Uh, Anderson didn't bowl with the new ball at all today. Um, uh, So it'll be interesting to see because this could wear down their whole bowling attack if they have to bowl another 80 or so overs in each test as opposed to us. I mean, some of our bowlers didn't bowl much at all in this test. I mean, Gary, Mm. I mean, Gaz did, obviously. But... um, They'll, they'll, they'll be as fresh as a daisy. And, Whereas, um, yeah, and Chris, I noticed, sorry, Chris, I noticed Stuart Broad looked very tired towards the end of the match. You mentioned James Anderson. I was watching some of the Channel 9 coverage on my uh, whilst getting ready to come, come in here. Ricky Pointing was pointing out why uh, James Anderson wasn't uh, given a chance to bowl. And on baseball as well, and I've made reference to this before when we've been talking uh, cricket in the lead-up to the Ashes series. I saw an interview with Ben Stokes. Oh, I would have been three or four weeks ago now with Nasser Hussain, and he was asked, uh, Ben Stokes, about if they're in certain situations, are you going to keep the same format, the same way you've been playing cricket over the past year or 18 months? And he said, absolutely. So we saw that. Um, and he mentioned, and uh, if we've got time, we'll play uh, his interview post-match uh, press conference as well, or in the uh, post-match presentation, sorry. And he said he was very happy to be a part of a match like that. So I don't think they're going to be changing their tactics, which, of course, I think obviously has contributed to such a great test match, but it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back in a week's time in that second test. I think they'll struggle. I think they will struggle Mm. to bounce back. I just think if they continue to do this, it's going to stretch stretch them to the limit, uh, their bowling attacks. Um, So I think this is a very significant win, and I really think that um, I'll be staggered if England can come back and win the Ashes after that test. All right, we'll see what happens. Thanks for the call, Chris. Enjoy the day. Enjoy Origin tonight. We haven't mentioned Origin yet. We will, but oh my uh, God. it's going to be a great day of sport. Thanks for the call, mate. See you then. Uh, Chris from Rose Bay on the line. Let's continue with the calls. James from Hornsby, morning to you. Morning, Dan. Yeah, I caught the end. I got up at four, so I only caught the end on the radio. Mm. But... um. My thing is, I'm very disappointed in Kawaja's speech at the end. He probably deserved man of the match, but, I mean, his speech wasn't that good, really. I mean, he's accepting it and that. I mean, all he had to do was say, um, oh, yeah, uh, Ollie, what did you say to me a couple of days ago? Yeah, uh, I heard. Just that. Yeah, I heard bits and pieces. Oh, yeah, I heard bits and pieces of his uh, post-match uh, interview with Michael Atherton. Uh, Barat Sunder Racing has caught up with him as well. We'll try and catch up uh, with him. Yes, uh, there was a lot of talk about that, wasn't there? Um, I think Brandy called him a flog the other day on the breakfast show. Ollie Robinson. Yeah, but I mean that's the best thing out there. All he has to do is go back and say, oh, "What'd you What'd you say? I didn't hear you. Can you repeat it?" Yes. Throw it back in. Sets up a really it was good... Well done. It's a good win. Yeah, sets up a really good rivalry, doesn't it, for the next few test matches, James? Yeah, it does. I mean, a pity... Uh, I mean, OK, we got the four off him. A pity he didn't get him out. That would have been better in the second thing to give him a bit of a send-off. But he's marked himself. He'll be marked. Yes, he'll be... Yeah, he will be a mark. Man, thanks, James, for the call, mate. Hope you enjoyed the match. Cheers, enjoy the footy tonight.
I'm working. Oh, you're working. Well, you can listen to it on SCN. Okay, he's gone. Uh, thank you very much, James. Keep the call coming in. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 736 736. It is a busy morning. Uh, we still have Origin. We have not even mentioned Origin. It is on tonight. Uh, Must-win match for New South Wales. We will get to that. We'll stick with the cricket as well. Keep those calls coming in. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 736 736. Back with more of your texts. More of your calls next. It's 16 past five. Stingray on the tag says, hey, Dan, what a great victory. Listen to the last two hours on SEN. So much for Basball. Thank you, Stingray. Speaking of SEN's coverage, it was great once again. Barat Sunderace, and a very important member of the SEN commentary team, caught up with Usman Kawaja after the match. Usman Kawaja, have you caught your breath here? Uh, almost. I'm still pretty excited, to be honest. Yeah, I got a... Uh, I think the heart hasn't fully come down to my natural heart rate, but, yeah, what a game. What a win. Uh, <laughs> That, that ebbed and flowed the whole way through and it was pretty special at the end. And before we get to how the run chase played out, just being a part of one of arguably one of the greatest test matches of all time, and what does that mean to you? Yeah, so much. I mean, I watched all that 2005 series. I watched Ash Baston in 2005. It still sticks in my head. I, was, I said earlier, I was there when Stokesy played probably the best innings I've ever seen uh, last time at the Ashes to win Headingley. Unbelievable. But I've never been really a part of a winning side and being able to just do it. And then there's all these Ashes folklore, you know. You, you hear about, you know, Beefy's Test Match or Andrew Flintoff doing what he would do. And you always want to be a part of it, but you just never dream to be a part of it. So being a part of a team that actually was involved in one of those games, hopefully we'll be seeing highlights for a very long time. That'd be nice. It'd be very nice. What do we call this? The great escape from Cummins and Land? But they looked so much in control throughout that partnership. It was like... It's a matter of fact. Yeah, I, I don't know how. I was I was nervous on the outside, and they just did it so cool, calmly. And Gaz is not a calm person, we know. <laughs> but I, he walked off the field, and I just kept smacking him on the chest, calling him Stone Cold. And I was like, "You are Stone Cold," because <laughs> he, he just him and Patty. Yeah, it's um, it's never easy out there, especially they had a few runs to chase. And on day five wicket, the ball was quite soft. The new ball actually helped us a little bit, I think. The ball came on a bit nicer off the bat, but you still got to do it. So. Yeah, how good was that? Uh, and oh, Nathan Lyon played, I guess. Turn into Viv Richards. Turn into Viv Richards, that uh, flick over midwicket. I thought, like, well, like, does he even need to be batting in a helmet? The boys were laughing because they asked me to give a recount of what I thought the wicket was like. And I said, guys, if it gets close near the end, I actually think it's a wicket where it's easier to hit over the top than it is along the ground, just because it's so slow. I said, I know that sounds silly, but... That's what I feel, and he did it, and all the boys were laughing. He's like, well, he took your advice, he took your advice. So it's pretty funny. He still executed. It takes a lot of balls to do it. And very impressive. And, and, like, before the partnership happens, Uzi, you make that incredible 100 in the first innings, your first ever in England, and clearly it meant a lot to you. Uh, but just uh, the way you, you play today, uh, like you said, it, it was a pretty turgid pitch. It wasn't coming on either. Uh, so what was your game plan, and, and did it work out? It didn't work out exactly the way I wanted to. I wanted to be there around the last hour. I wanted to be there. And then my plan was as soon as the last hour hit, I was going to go into the next gear. Unfortunately, I got out before that happened. Um, I just wanted to take it deep. I didn't want to lose too many wickets too early and then not give ourselves the chance to win the game. So the whole day today, I fought myself. I wanted to go over the top against the spinners. I wanted to play more shots against the pace bowlers because they had the field spread. But I just kept fighting myself. I'm like, just keep going, keep going. Take it as deep as you can as deep as you can. I would like to take it a little bit more deeper, but 
I think we got deep enough to give ourselves a chance at the end there and to put enough pressure back on England. And yeah, I mean, unbelievable innings from the boys at the end. And just finally, uh, just where were you when Pat Cummins glided that ball to to third man? And what was your first reaction? I was hiding in the change room. Me and Matt Renshaw were just there was too much nervous energy floating out here, and I couldn't take it. So I just I started. I watched the last 30 runs in there on a delayed TV, which didn't help. So I was just listening to the sounds. I could tell if someone hit a single. I could tell if there was a four or if there was a two. I could tell every time. And then literally, I just heard the balls go up and start scrit and I just sprinted out and I didn't even see the last wall, I didn't even see what happened because it was a delay for three seconds so I just jumped on Hoff and almost Hoff on uh, Josh Hazelwood almost fell over and then I just got into the yeah into the huddle with the boys what a win Beautiful. get yourself a diet cockles congratulations will do couple maybe Elizabeth <laughs> Kohacha with Barat Sundarason man of the match what a stunning uh, first innings and then very, very good innings in the second uh, as well. If you're just waking up, just switching the radio on this morning, uh, or if you've been awake all night, regardless, Australia has taken a 1-0 lead in the Ashes. Thanks to Nathan Lyon, in particular, Captain Pat Cummins, 44 not out. They combined for a 55-run partnership for the ninth wicket as they got that 281 runs. Australia's highest successful fourth innings run chase in England since 1948 Brilliant. The next test, by the way, in a week's time begins next Wednesday, the 28th. So a week off and then into the next test. And if the first test is anything to go by, I cannot wait to see what we're going to see in the next test. A couple of texts. Andy says, Basball is going to kill Broad and Anderson. Well, I mentioned with Chris from Rose Bay who called up earlier. Uh, he looked tired, didn't he, Stuart? Broad, everyone would be tired. He gave us all. Of course he did, but he did look a little tired, didn't he? Uh, Pinnacle, good morning. Aussie grit one, Basball nil. How good. Yep, fantastic first result. I um, mean, this from Jason, and this is maybe where we go after the break. We will stick with the cricket talk, so if you want to keep talking cricket, you're more than welcome to because it is a great morning for Australia. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Did you watch it? Uh, did you see the end of it? Did you stay up all night? Thrilling finishes. Also, I want your predictions for tonight because we're 26 minutes into the show. We mentioned Origin once. It is on tonight. Must win for New South Wales. Jason says, Dan, Queensland will thrash those arrogant Blues. The Blues are not a chance of winning tonight. That from Jason. All right. So whilst you talk to me about the cricket, let me know what's going to happen tonight as well. What's going to be the scoreline? Who's going to win? Might find a prize for the closest to the mark. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Keep the text calls coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It is coming up to 27 past five. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. Dan Pedigree, welcome to you, mate. Morning to you, Will. How are you going? Oh, All right. No good. All no right. We now. are having uh, a few issues connecting uh, to Will there, so we'll just uh, leave him be and hope he is okay. But anyway, that was uh, that was Will Van der Duden, who is doing a fine job, by the way, hosting tradies used in Melbourne, but just a few technical issues. So we'll try uh, to talk to him maybe a bit later on. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170. That's okay. So let's continue on with text. This from the Oval Treeman. Hi, Dan. If it wasn't for Basball and for the declaration, we probably would not have had a result. And look, I 
do agree. Obviously, everyone very happy that Australia got the win, um, an important win as well. But it does have to be said that it wasn't for the way England played this first test. And, and I thought from the moment that first ball was bowled, four off the first ball, I think it was Crawley who hit it. It was going to be an exciting test match. It's going to be an exciting series. And part of that is because England are playing that way now. Everyone very happy they didn't get the win, of course. But I think they definitely played their part. Um, and Yeovil Treeman says, I hope they keep playing it. It will pay dividends sometimes. And Australia will always be under pressure and will need to play well at all times. That from the Yeovil Treeman. And it's a good point, Yeovil Treeman, because really we're not, We've never seen cricket like this before. And it's attracted, I heard someone on the radio over in the UK yesterday just flicking around the station saying that it's attracted different fans to test match cricket, to the Ashes, who maybe a year, two years ago weren't interested. But anyway, uh, they're definitely interested now. They're happy with it. Um, and it's going to be... And if they play that way, if they keep playing that way, and as I said, Ben Stokes said before the series that nothing is going to change... Uh, they'll be happy with it. In fact, let's hear from Ben Stokes just before we get Charlie Goodsir uh, on the line to preview the origin with me, and we'll get to your text through the origin in a second. Ben Stokes, he caught up with uh, Michael Atherton post-match. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. There is a, a cruelty in sport from time to time, and, and standing here is a cruel place to be at the end of a game like that, but you must be very proud of your team. Yeah, very proud um, to, to take it to the end of day five like that and, you know, have all the emotions of, you know, it was literally like a roller coaster, which is so up and down. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's another one of uh, the games that we'll never forget that we've been a part of over the last year. And, you know, that's what we want to do. We, we just want to be a part of some great moments. And, you know, if, uh, if we've not sort of kept people, kept people on the edge of their seats throughout the whole day, then I'll be very surprised. And, you know, hopefully we've managed to sort of attract the attention for, for more people in England and in Australia to, to follow the Ashes for the rest of the four games. Um, was that? Do, do, do you feel doubly hurt in, in the sense that you, your team made the running for most of the game? Um, no, not really. I think you know a, a loss is a loss. I mean, you know, we, we stuck to our guns in terms of how we said we were going to operate um, in the series, and, and you know, carried on from the last series we played. Um, you know, losing hurts regardless of what you've done. Um, Winning is always a great feeling, and. But, you know, a loss is a loss, but, you know, we're going to con continue, keep coming at Australia in the way that we did. Uh, we're going to keep trying making sort of moves when we feel that the time is right. Um, and if we end up on the wrong side of, of results, but all the games sort of go down to the wire like this, then there won't be too much to complain about. There's always a reflection on decisions made as a captain in, in a test match. Any regrets over the declaration first time around? No, not at all. I've I seen that as an opportunity to pounce on Australia. You know, we had a you know, no opening batsman likes to go out for, for sort of 20 minutes at the back end of a day. And, you know, I sense an opportunity to potentially take, you know, two wickets and, and then start day two, you know, really on top. Um, but, you know, who knows how it could have worked out. Joe could have got out and then Jimmy could have got out straight away. So we'd still be in the same place anyway. And how hampered were you by the injury to Moen Ali and his spinning finger on a day like this on a wearing pitch? Um, yeah, I mean, it would, have been, it would have been great to have Mo there, but I think Ruti came in and did a fantastic job there. Um, you know, he's sort of adding to his, you know, he's obviously a world-class batsman, but I think he's sort of grown with more responsibility I've tried to give him with the ball. Um, you know, 
I told Mo to, to tell me if his finger was sore and I, I sensed that it was even before that. Um, so for him to come back into his first test match and operate in the way that he did and really put sort of himself through the pain barrier for the team, um, you know, I've got no complaints over that. A word for Joe Root who played quite magnificent, ma magnificently for you both times. Yeah, incredible. I mean, you know, for your senior batter to, you know, go out and particularly play the way he did yesterday, um, you know, that really got us off to a roll. Um, you know, the game was massively in the balance there and to have the, the bravery to go out and, you know, play in the way he did in that first half an hour was unbelievable and it sort of got our momentum into the game and, you know, 280 runs is a lot, um, especially when you're chasing, you know, the, the, the pressure of chasing down a total and four things is always hard, but got to give credit to Australia that they always stuck in um, throughout the whole game, not just in that last innings. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a great series. Yep, and there's a reasonable break before the second game, which looks as though one or two of your players might need. That took a lot, a lot out of everybody. Yeah, thankfully, I mean, look, the, the efforts and energies that Robbo and um, Brawley put in there in the end in particular was incredible. Um, that's all you can ask for of, of your big seamers to put shifts in like that. And, you know, running in the three lines in your chest can always, you know, get you through any sort of, to know, doubts whether you can bowl another one. And, you know, just Brawley's just up there absolutely cooked. He just got his head in his hat. Um, he's, he's absolutely exhausted and, you know, he's really put his body on the line there for England. So long may it continue. Ben Stokes uh, post-match there with Michael Atherton. Second test, as I say, in a week's time. This from Jeff says, Woohoo, Australia, you beauty. Pat Cummins, what a captain, what a leader. That she, that's uh, Jeff from Black Sand. Yes, uh, amazing performance by Pat Cummins, 44, not out. Charlie Goodso to join me in a second, in a few minutes, to preview State of Origin game number uh, two. Of course, it is tonight. But before that, let's try and have a quick chat with Will once again. Let's, let's see if this works. Let's see if they'll fix it up down there in Melbourne. Dan Pettigrew, SEN Trader Sydney, you got me, brother. Well, I'm hoping it's working. Morning to you. Morning to you, mate. We are we are rocking and rolling. How much of the cricket did you manage to take in? I uh, saw the last hour, switched it on the radio, and then I couldn't get back to sleep, Will, so I thought I'll just put it on Channel 9 and listen to it as I got ready, of course, on SEN. What a fantastic last hour. What a fantastic first test. No, brilliant first test, and the best part is we've still got four of them to go. Good to put yes. them on, on the old enemy uh, and be ahead of the ledger from the outset. And now we head to the home of cricket in the Northern Hemisphere, mm. Lords, next Wednesday. Might be Can't more wait. than a few tuning in for that. Let's chat Origin, Dan. Uh, Origin 2 tonight at Suncorp. Does the challenge get any bigger for Brad Fittler's side to back up, not only from an opening loss, but an opening collapse uh, in Adelaide and now to go to Brisbane uh, with, with no second chance any longer. Will, huge, uh, huge, huge match for New South Wales. Not just the players, of course, Brad Fittler, the coaching staff. He's not ever, he's never lost a game two of state of origin, uh, Brad Fittler, but this is probably his, well, definitely is his hardest test. Queensland, as you mentioned, winning the first match in Adelaide three weeks ago. The series on the line, both teams have had to make a few changes. Queensland, they have been flying under the radar, Barely, you've heard barely anything out of the Queensland camp. New South Wales made some significant changes. Latrell Mitchell was ruled out due to injury uh, last Thursday or Friday. It's all on the line for New South Wales. Queensland heavy favourites, but, Will, it is state of origin. Things uh, Sometimes things are funny in state of origin. We saw that in the first match. Uh, things that you don't expect will happen do happen, but it's a big task for New South Wales tonight. Talk us through the team news. So Mitchell Moses, uh, some chat, and maybe it's a little bit hysterical, but some chat that he could take the absent Nathan Cleary's jersey permanently uh, if he mm. performs. And then you just mentioned Latrell Mitchell was selected but is now out. 
Uh, yes, so Latrell Mitchell out. Stephen Crichton will come in in the centre position. Uh, he filled in in game one and was one of New South Wales's best players. Yeah, Mitchell Moses. Look, look, let's just have to wait and see. I think if New South Wales are to win tonight and then win game three, then I suppose the question will have to be asked uh, about the situation uh, with Nathan Cleary next year. But that's a long way down the line. There's a lot that has to happen in the next three weeks. There's a lot that has to happen tonight, Will, to be honest, for Mitch Moses to be in that position. Huge game for him. Huge chance for him. He's played one origin before. We'll see. Look, he, he's a very good halfback, but we'll see if he's able to steer New South Wales to victory. He'll be under a lot of pressure, but uh, he's a very good player, so we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting also to see his combination with Jerome Luai, who they've never really played together before, so that'll be one to watch as well tonight. Just bring me up to speed on the legacy of Brad Fitler. So a record 31 games as a player in a, in a dominant era for the Blues. He's then been the coach since 2018 and has revived them really after, you know, restored a bit of pride after the opposite of a, of a dominant era. But he currently sits at three wins from five completed. A win in this series uh, takes that to, uh, to, to four from mm. six, a loss three and three. Is his legacy on the line or is there an understanding that he's achieved so much and we shouldn't be sort of... He, uh, sucked into making judgments in the moment. Yeah, well, he's been important for New South Wales. A uh, few people questioned some of his coaching selection decisions over the past couple of years. Um, look, at some stage, it's going to be a change, whether it be this year or a few years down the line. But he really, back in 18, 19, really got New South Wales uh, back into what well, winning ways. Uh, that 2019 series when James Tedesco uh, scored. It was just brilliant. So, yeah, really looking forward to the game tonight. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how how it goes for Freddie if they do lose, but we'll have to wait and see. Can I hold you for just one more on the uh, the Melbourne Storm? Our, our boys down here in Victoria, another win uh, on the weekend mm. for all the for all the chat of inconsistency. They're now two points off the top. So, uh, I mean, they should win against Manly this week, but then in a fortnight, they, they play second place Penrith. What, what do you think's been sort of central to ironing out some of that early, you know, up and down inconsistency? Yeah, I can give you a very quick answer to that. They were very good against the Tigers, even without their Origin players. Will, it'll be interesting to see how they go uh, once Origin is done. As you said, inconsistent throughout the start of the year, but if they can keep playing the way they've been playing against the Sharks firstly, and then against the Tigers last week, it'll be very interesting to see what they can do against some of the bigger teams next uh, over the next six, seven, eight weeks heading into the finals. Coach Craig Bellamy, you never doubt a team coached by Craig Bellamy will. So going to be interesting to see. Good to chat, Dan. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. Enjoy, Origin. And great job filling in for Maddie as well. You've done a splendid job. Fantastic, mate. Thank you. Very kind of you to say. Nice to chat, mate. Chat soon. Chat soon, mate. SEM. Wednesday morning, big morning tradies news in a nutshell. Of course, a lot of the talk about the cricket. But, of course, tonight, State of Origin game number two up in Queensland. You'll hear it across the SEN network. Queensland, of course, leading the series 1-0. New South Wales, of course, have to win uh, to take it to a decider in Sydney in three weeks' time. Charlie, good sir. Not in the studio. If you heard the breakfast show with Vossi and Copes yesterday, you would know why. But he is still here in spirit, and he's on the phone. Morning to you, Charlie. Good morning, and uh, good morning, everyone. Yes, I'm, I'm still alive, and I'm still kicking. And I'm sure you appreciate all the thoughts and prayers that came your way on the breakfast show yesterday as well. 
Absolutely. I especially enjoyed one saying they'd light a candle for me at St Mary's Cathedral. That was, uh, that was very thoughtful. Thank you. Yes, uh, all our list is very thoughtful and keeping you uh, at front of their minds. All right, State of Origin tonight. Of course, game one done and dusted a few weeks ago. We wrapped that up uh, when that game happened. But let's look at what is going to happen tonight. I'll start with the home team, the Queensland team. And I've said right throughout since the teams were named uh, last Monday night slash Tuesday morning, um, about how Queensland have really been flying, Charlie, under the radar. There's been really hardly any talk coming out from the Queensland team. Obviously, this Ben Hunt story with the Dragons may be proving to be a bit of a distraction, but I would highly doubt it. So at home, sellout crowd, leading 1-0 in the series. Uh, they've had to make a couple of team changes due to injury, but other than that, they're uh, travelling along very nicely in the lead-up to this game. Flying under the radar is exactly how I'd put it. We've really heard nothing from their camp, which I think is just one of these, uh, how Brennan McCullum has buzzball. This is Billy Ball uh, for the <laughs> Queensland Maroons. It's, it's a new vibe. It's, it's something a little bit different. It's just, you know, keeping hush-hush and not worrying about all the outside noise and just prepare as well for game day. I mean, we hear that from Cameron Smith on you know, breakfast every other morning with uh, Vossi, Copes, Missile, anyone who wants to come on the yeah, program. Who was there um, that day? <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, he's been saying the whole preparation has just been focusing mm. on the game. They're not worried about anything that New South Wales does, where New South Wales cares what New South Wales does, and they've got a lot of opinions throwing around, including our own. So I think it's perfect preparation for Queensland, and it's Suncorp. I mean, there's not really much Yeah, it's very unlike Queensland to have a quiet build-up. But, look, they'll be uh, prepared for the game. I'm sure they'll be focused. New South Wales, on the flip side, they were only what, 12 minutes away from winning State of Origin game number one. They've had to make a few changes, uh, one in particular due to injury with Nathan Cleary out. Mitch Moses in at halfback. We'll get your thoughts on that in just a second. Uh, Reese Robson, talk about him potentially starting the game. Damien Cook back to the bench. I don't mind that. What do you make of the New South Wales lineup? I know you were a bit critical of selecting Mitchell Moses when that decision, decision was made about nine or ten days ago, but they've had time to train together. You, you were out interviewing uh, the New South Wales players about a week ago. How was the feeling in camp and how are you feeling about the New South Wales team? Yeah, going into it, I was a bit sceptical. Um, I, I just think again, we make lives difficult for ourselves as New South Wales when we have the selection table. I just think sometimes players can get a bit quirky, a bit out of left field. I think we saw it with Peter Pango Jr. in game one. I, I'm just not sure to make it, but when I got to camp, uh, that, that all kind of changed. I think the players are really strong. I think um, if you're watching any of uh, Camp Cam's branding <laughs> on uh, SM League you'll see everyone's just having a lot of fun. And ultimately, that's what it's about. You know, I think it's so worth, it's not worth, you know, dwelling on game one. Uh, you know, I think those issues went out to start. They were only about 12 minutes away from winning that game. We had dumb decisions late from certain individuals uh, just sort of cost the game, but I think they rallied behind that. They realised that They've got a, a, a winning formula that works and what better way to test it at Suncorp Stadium. On the Mitch Moses front, mm. look, I have been critical of him. He's not my favourite halfback, but if, if he goes well, I'll happily eat my words. I want to see him do well because at the end of the day, he's a New South Wales player. I'm a New South Wales fan. I'm going to get behind. I'm going to get behind the team. All right, Brad Fittler's never lost a game too as coach of New South Wales, but arguably this would be his hardest test in Queensland. Went really with his job and 
the coaching staff's jobs really on the line. And look, Brandy's been open about that um, on this show and various other places that if they are to lose this series, it's very unlikely they'll be back. So really a lot of pressure, not just on the players, but also the coaching staff, the selection staff tonight. Um, how do you see it going? Who are you tipping in this game tonight? Is New South Wales going to square it or are Queensland going to take the series? Unfortunately, I think Queensland are going to take the series uh, tonight. I think it'll be another tight game. But I just think time and time again, when Queensland are going to look down, look, look out, they're just going to find a spark from, from DC or Cam Munster, Reese Walsh, Hanasai Tawai Fado, who was great in game one. I just think we'll see some form of brilliance from them late in the game. I think New South Wales will be look, a far better outfit. I think they'll be more ready and prepared. They're a bit fumbly to start game one. But I just think Queensland have just got that that mental edge. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm going to go 22-18, the final score, Queensland. 22-18, you've gone. Look, I think Queensland win as well. You, you, don't, you don't want to forget how close New South Wales were in that first game, as we've mentioned in the past few minutes. But at Suncorp Stadium, I think Queensland would have got a lot out of winning game one, quite obviously. And I think at Suncorp Stadium, they'll be able to clinch the series. I would say if the game two was in Sydney, I'd probably be leaning towards New South Wales. I think that's how important Suncorp Stadium is for Queensland. I think it's going to be close. But yeah, I agree with you. I think Queensland at home on the back of their game one performance, a pretty settled lineup, pretty settled build up. I think they'll be able to get New South Wales. But we will wait and see, Charlie. Good stuff. Uh, we will wrap it up tomorrow morning and you'll either be very happy or you'll be very sad and we'll hear from you then. Either way, it's going to be good. So, yep. uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Go New South Wales. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you, Charlie. We'll speak tomorrow and, of course, on Friday with our NRL preview. And, of course, you can hear all of the Origin Action 3 calls, as per usual, as a part of the SEN coverage right across the SEN network here on Tradies News in a nutshell. And a stack of text to finish off the show. If you're just waking up, switching the radio on, Australia have taken a 1-0 lead in the Ashes. Thanks majorly to Pat Cummins and Nathan Lyon combining for a 55-run partnership. This from Cray. Uh, this is from the Wild Panther. Uh, Patball, formerly known as Basball. How good is Test cricket? Another example why it is the best form of the game. Thank you, Wild Panther. I agree. Just a fantastic ending to that match. A fantastic match from start to finish. Stingray says, Dan, we deserve a Bob Hawke-style announcement from Elbow today that we could take the day off. Elbow or Brainy, they're the only two that can do it. The Oval Treeman says on Origin, hi, Dan, my prediction, Queensland 25, New South Wales 18. Only tipping Queensland because if they win, my tip is correct, but I will be happy and I won't care about my tip if the Blues win. Uh, yes, let's hope uh, that might happen, might not happen. Uh, we'll see what happens. Look, I am tipping Queensland as well, but we'll see what happens. It'd be good to see a decider, but uh, I just think Queensland might have a bit too much. Uh, this from Dave's in Bayswater. He says, forget Bazball, time for Gazball. Thank you very much for that. This one from Eva, winning a test match to England with both Marnus and Smith not firing bodes well for the series. That from Eva in Brisbane. This from Jason. Uh, please tell Chris, our earlier caller, that England have Mark Wood to bring into the team who bowls 140 to 150 kilometres an hour. England are far from finished, and I, for one, love the attitude England have brought to Test cricket. I agree. I hope it keeps going. I hope they don't change, Jason. I'm looking forward to the next four tests, the next one in a week's time. And Gary says, whinging poms, bring it on, go the Blues. That's from Gary. Thank you for all your texts and calls today. The cricket recap will continue with Patton Hills in Queensland. Vossie and James Magnuson will speak to Adam 
Adam Collins, an Australian fan in the stands. And they'll look ahead to Origin with David Riccio and Brandy. We'll wrap up Origin tomorrow morning from 5am. Have a great Wednesday. Enjoy the game tonight. Breakfast is next.